Hello, and welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life, a place where we talk about ways for you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Hello, and welcome to Convos for a Bubbly Life. I'm your host, Tiara, aka T, and I love to live a life that is bubbly. So today, I want to talk about responsibility. Responsibility in relation to ourselves and in relationship with others. Oh, oh my gosh. This feels so big and yet so simple. <laughs> Uh, for simplicity's sake, like really the conversation just lends itself to, we are responsible for ourselves and who we are and what we desire. And, you know, other people are responsible for themselves and who they are and what they desire. And there it is. It's just that the too long didn't read version. Here you go. Super simple, right? But we're human. I think. Sometimes it doesn't feel quite that simple. There feels like there needs to be more. So why don't we explore? Yeah, it's rhyming time. It's we need to get it. <laughs> so I was thinking about it, you know, like in terms of what, like how I try to be responsible for other people's experiences. Um, I like to think of it like, you know, as I move through life, like being a host for life. Like, right? We talk about like being a hostess with the most is like, I'm from the South. Right. And you know, you gotta like make sure everyone's comfortable. You gotta like, you know, it's not just about the food tasting good. It's gotta be a whole presentation, honey. Like there's like so much to it. And while I enjoy the setting up a, a particular aesthetic and and creating this safe space and this homey space this loving space and sharing it with others doing it just because like I don't know it's like a rule is kind of silly like if it's not fun for you then like eh, don't do it I do love the you know oh my god that tasted so good or you know like the compliments that come with it as well but again <laughs> if we're killing ourselves trying to do it trying to meet someone else's expectation is that really is it really worth all of the malarkey um we get to be responsible for ourselves and what we do and, and what we want to bring to the table and other people can like you know not to try to say it in like a mean way like you don't want to say like other people can shove it I mean I guess you could say it that way but like other people need to handle themselves, right? And so I was thinking about uh, parenting, not in the terms of like, you know, I'm ready to be a parent or anything. Like, I feel like I just witness a lot of parents and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, my perception of parenting is that it's hard. And why would I sign up for that? <laughs> I don't want it. Like so many people are like, oh, you'll understand when you're a parent, you'll like, oh, parenting, da, 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 da. And I'm like, you say all these things, but it sounds like you're just having a misery loves company moment. Cause it does not like, you just said that your kid wiped shit all over your walls. I know. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't, that's not an experience I'm like ready to have, or I don't know if I ever want to have. So, Hey, um, but I was thinking about, you know, there's this 
constant like coming up theme of being a worrying parent and then as their children especially as adult children um wanting to modulate how our parents like perceive us in terms of you know we don't want them to worry about us so we don't tell them everything um because with worry you know worry is just like not a fun place to be worry worry is a is a bystander or a side effect of fear right and so I assume most parents desire for their uh, their children to be happy and healthy like that's like probably I would say the ultimate desire for you know for the kids like happy healthy probably secure is probably another another desire one would have for you know the children that they raise and trying to you know help in ensuring that happens and ensuring that they can grow up to be wonderful responsible adults who can be happy and healthy and secure on their own and so with that I'm like well why why worry why not trust in the the education or what we've taught our our children um metaphorically speaking because like I said I don't have kids uh, <laughs> why are why is there this this constant cycling of parents worrying while children are trying to mitigate and trying to like control how much a parent worries by limiting access it seems kind of Kind of silly in a way right like you know as we search for freedom as we look to become our true self I mean I'm speaking from my own perspe perspective and my own experience you know as I go through and find who I am and connect with more with who I am and coming into my true self there are parts of the the journey that might not align with um, my own family's values or not even so much their values as it doesn't, they haven't gone through the same experience so there's no advice to be given. Um, there is no, it's not like there's no support. It's more like there is no, um, I guess, Hmm. How to phrase it? I guess coming from let's realign to thinking about my own like sessions, right? And guiding my own sessions. There are times where I'm meeting with a client and we're talking and we're going through their what's going on, getting clarity around what they want, getting and like coming up with like a a system or some strategy into what they can do, some action steps if you will, for what they can do to um move on to the next to the next level, right? And then there are times where it feels like I'm not giving enough, like I don't have the tools to 
help, right? Like I'm not, I'm not being supportive enough, right? And it's not because the client says, oh my gosh, like this wasn't helpful. It's because I have my own perception of like what I should be doing as a coach, counselor, leader, thought provider um, in this space. And sometimes, you know what? Holding space is enough, right? And it's like the grappling with the, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to be a sounding board and allowing, you know, the conversation to happen, get in, allowing the processing to happen. And then like, them coming back to self and like that being it. And I might not say, but five words the whole time and realizing that I'm like, you know, part of me is like, well, they could have just sat at home and, and like, you know, just talked out loud to themselves. And I'm like, well, maybe not everybody has that. (laughs) Maybe that's not, maybe it's still important to hold space because I mean, knowing me and knowing what I can do, I, as an activator, oftentimes I'm just in a room and all of a sudden people are like, God damn it, Tira. <laughs> like, because you, you didn't even, like you said, I don't know, like shared a meme just to be funny. And it leads down an entire like whole processing of, of what they want out of life. Right. <laughs> it just started from a me. Like I just was like being funny and being myself, like being silly and not not really having any intentionality behind trying to create this kind of moment. It just happened spontaneously. Yeah. And so that turns itself back into holding space. Sometimes it's just the creation of the space. So going back into like relationships with, with parents or authoritative figures or, or leaders from a leader perspective, um, sometimes we try to take responsibility for everyone around us. Yeah. We try to take responsibility for the experience of those that we see ourselves leading and it's not our responsibility right? They are responsible for themselves. Yes, if we think of it from a parenting standpoint or a babysitter standpoint or whatever, like, you know, the people that we have in front of us, the children, the those who we are guiding might not be far along enough to go off and be a little bit more responsible, right? Like, some need more hand-holding than others. Some need more time than others to get to a certain spot. So it all kind of comes to the same same place, right? Regardless of if it's like from parenting to leadership and coaching, you know, it all has kind of a similar essence of why are we worrying? Why are we worrying about someone else's experience that is out of our control that is out of our hands because guess what ultimately people are going to fall down like when we look at children children need to learn to walk on their own yes we can't stop them from falling down we can try to hold their hand and catch them as they fall but really like they don't truly get it until you let go right they can't they And, you know, 
they're kids, right? And so most, the average age I feel is probably what, like between one and two where they start walking and then like two to three, they start like running and oh my gosh, right? But they also have a lower center of gravity. Like me trying to learn how to walk at 32 and granted I am 5'2", so I'm not that far from the ground, but I'm far farther from the ground than like my, my friend's two-year-old, right? And the two-year-old will run fall and like, you know, fall and get back up and keep running but they all it, like it didn't hurt it doesn't hurt as much <laughs> i'll tell you it doesn't hurt as much quite uh, and you know and they're also lighter like the way physics works it's it's their bodies are built for that resist resilience in this learning process and then we get past that phase right and so worrying serves no purpose is all i'm saying like worrying ties back to fear right? Fear of getting hurt, fear of, um, you know, losing something, fear of so much, you know? So like we have our own fears, right? As humans, like as, as myself, emotionally, the fear of, you know, getting hurt, whether it's getting, getting physically hurt or getting emotionally hurt, fear of losing a relationship, fear of losing a, 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 a object, a job, stability, there, there can be so many fears, right? But we can't fully enjoy what we already have if we're holding on to fear. I, I've said it before, fear and joy can't, can't coincide. And we can oscillate between the two if we desire, but ultimately, I would prefer to just let fear go, right? Fear, ego, all of that, like, while it serves a little bit of a purpose in trying to keep us safe, when we look at life and we look at, at our journey, are we truly staying staying safe or playing safe? Let me expand upon that. So, oh my God, I feel like I went into church. <laughs> I just had like a moment of like when you're like at church, if you've ever like experienced, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just the kind of church that I went to, but like, you know, there would be some times where the pastor would be talking and they'd be like, are y'all with me? Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. Let me break it down for you. All right. So, you know, <laughs> and like they go into it, right? And so I was like, oh my God, I just pulled that, that moment out. But yeah, like, so... Let me break it down for you, right? Playing safe means that we stay in our comfort zone. It means that we really try to control any and every situation to keep from having pain, having um, being emotionally hurt, disappointed. Uh, we do our very best to hold on to power, right? We, out of fear of what would happen if we let go, if we got truly vulnerable. That is playing safe. Being safe is, I don't know, maybe there, this is probably going to trigger some people, but like, it's what came to mind. And I'm sorry if it does trigger you, I understand. Right. But like, if there is a mass shooter on the loose, maybe we stay inside. 
Yeah, like maybe based off of what's going on in the news, we don't do that. Or probably a more relevant situation is if there is a tsunami that has been called and talked about on in, in our area, maybe we don't go to the beach that day, right? That's staying safe, like keeping ourselves physically safe but trying to manipulate the situation so that there is like limited causes or options or possibilities for things to not go our way is playing safe. And you can choose to play it safe, but in that comfort zone does not come expansion, does not come the ability to up level and meet the bar of the desire that I spoke about in a previous podcast episode, right? Like if we are, if we have this desire that is a bar that is a hundred feet tall and we're operating or better yet, it would speak instead of bars and speak in, in frequency because frequency is what really actually matters <laughs> and this so if we are looking to tune to fm radio 95.9 but we're trying to we're playing it safe so we don't touch the dial right like you know 95.9 is playing our favorite song right now but there's a song that you kind of like on 85.8 so rather than like, oh, well, I'm listening to this song and it's like almost at the end. So maybe I'll stay here because I know that I, I kind of like this song. And so and I have tried going to other radio stations earlier today and no, nobody was playing anything that's good. So I'll just I'll just stay here when you know what, like your favorite song just started. You haven't even missed your favorite part because let's be real. We have parts of songs where we're like, yes, this is my like, this is my song, but this is my part. And you like get even louder. <laughs> like, I like, you, like you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, shit, like Eminem's line is about to drop. And like uh, you get a little <laughs> a little bit into my, my life, right? Like, oh, shit, it's M's verse. M's verse is about to drop and you're about to like come with the sickness. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to lose yourself in the music anytime you let it go. All right. Um, you only get one shot. Do not lose your chance to grow. <laughs> this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Um, I mean, the song is valid. I don't think opportunities come once in a lifetime. There's, there's no need to there, I think that's also a fear tactic, right? Being afraid of like missing your moment. There is something to be said about like, maybe if you wanted to be like an Olympic level skier and you never went for it and now you're like 69 years old, you might've missed that moment. But I'm just saying like moments to me in my perception are seconds right like a mo like moments are just like a very very tiny window so you've got a lot of moments before you get to 69 to go for to like try for your thing right um but then years pass by like moments can become years quite easily if we aren't aware if we're not paying attention if we get stuck in a cycle and don't pull ourselves out, right? And so 
when we get stuck in this worry cycle and we're not even like worried about ourselves we're worried about somebody else how oh, why are we putting so much pressure uh, I see like, like, like I'm thinking about like, there's like a video out there and it's like a little girl and she's like, worry about yourself, worry about yourself. And I'm like, you know what, girl, you right, you right. Worry about yourself. Mind your business. Mind your own business, right? It's nobody else's business. Like even what somebody else thinks of you or how somebody else reviews your product or service is none of your business. Yes, it makes more sense if you, like, it does make sense as an entrepreneur to take into account how people are reviewing what you have to offer so that you can make sure that if you are not meeting expectations of the masses that you can can up-level yourself. Um, if you are trying to create something that fits this their their desires or meeting meeting market whatever <sighs> I'm not a business strategist all right so but like it makes sense in that regard but like if one person has like a negative review for you and like everybody else is like such like you know singing your praises obviously you gotta like put some weight with the fact that there are people that are singing your praises not everyone is going to be happy and sometimes when that person is not happy, that it's like 100% on them. Can you like go back and like think about, okay, well, what had happened? What had happened was, was I on having an off day? Was it? No, like I brought, I brought the fire and they just weren't ready to receive it. They weren't ready to burn. And that's their, that's their bag, right? That's their responsibility. Okay, so... All of this is being said to really pay attention to when we are worrying. Because a lot of times we're just worrying unnecessarily. Like, I think, like, the parent example is so, so prevalent because it's like it's shown in TV so much. It feels like it to the point where it feels like you are a bad parent if you are not worrying about the the well-being of your child you know so like worry I think it's just like we need a different word for it worry implies fear but if we are hoping if we are leaning in to the well-being of our child, there we release the fear because we know our child is okay and is going to be okay because we trust our child. We trust ourselves and what we've done to like raise and raising the child. We trust our client. We've trust ourselves and the services that we've provided for our client. We trust in the well-being of said person that we are a leader of. Said person that we take responsibility over, if, we, if you will. While taking, we shouldn't really, you can feel however you feel about the word should, should or shouldn't, but like, responsibility for self we don't necessarily need to take responsibility for somebody else we can let that responsibility go because they can be responsible for themselves so we can trust 
trust, trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can trust and we can desire. We desire them to be happy. Right? And then having conversation about their happiness. It's so funny sometimes when I think about like, you know, people are worrying like when I feel like it's like, why are you worrying so unnecessarily? Like your concern should be in in my well being and in my happiness. And the question isn't isn't ever like, are you happy? I feel like that's like such a simple question, right? You know, it's not something that's depicted, right? It's like like when I again looking at these leaders who are holding so tightly on to their subordinates for a lack of a better word, oftentimes the questions that are asked are like kind of like they're just not the right ones, they're not as important. Right? Like When's the last time you had your oil changed? I don't know. Cars run fine. It tells me. I mean, nowadays, most most automobiles tell you when it's time to do whatever it needs to be done. I mean, I appreciate the looking out. But do, is that the conversation you really want to have? When the conversation really is about the well-being of the, a person that you care about. How are you really? Are you happy? What is going on in your life? Is there anything monumental? Is there anything significant you would like to share with me? Is there anything insignificant you would like to share with me? And that holding the space to allow for sharing. I think that's that going back to, you know, doing client work, holding the space for allowing the sharing sometimes as being the subordinate on that, the flip side, right? Like there is a discomfort in the sharing and getting vulnerable because we have a worry about how the information will be received. Will the person like what we have to say? Will the person have some unsolicited advice? For what we have to say, I mean, like if you're in a coaching situation, if you're going and, and receiving coaching, you've that's solicited advice. You've paid them for that situation. But like, you know, if we're talking about like a parent or, you know, a friend, um, an older sibling sort of situation where we're just having general conversation and you didn't explicitly ask for advice, there can be there there is some worry that can come with getting vulnerable about how the information will be received. But in in that flip side, we don't have to be responsible for that person's reaction. Because other people's reactions are based upon what they've got going on. Right? Also saying that you don't have to share everything with everybody. If you know that the person that you're talking to hasn't done any sort of inner work, hasn't gone through a similar experience, all of the things, like, you don't trust the other person to hold the information or hold space for you to share the information, 
it's okay to not, regardless of whatever title they have within like your circle. That being said, if you don't trust, if you're paying someone to allow you to be vulnerable with them and you don't trust that they're going to hold the space for you, I would encourage you to maybe look for someone different. If you don't, like I'm witnessing people talk on TikTok about, you know, maybe they have ADHD or they have, um, they're, they're dealing with whatever and they're going into counseling and then anytime they talk, they feel like they are not seen or heard by the, their counselor. That to me is like totally a sign of like changing their counselor and Oftentimes in the conversation, they do talk about like, hey, this is how I realized that I needed to change my counselor, right? Like needed to change my coach, needed to change my therapist, needing to change who I divulge information to, who I trust. Yeah? We can remove the worry when we bring in trust. And we can trust ourselves. And, you know, there's the conversation that trust is earned. And in some regards, it is. Like, if someone, there's not, and not everybody gets to be, like, trusted blindly. You get to choose who you give your trust to, and you get to choose how you, like, Award it, if you will. And not everybody has to jump through the same exact hoops. Right? Like, you know, if someone's a family member and has been there for you your entire life, it's easy for them to just, like, maintain your trust. If you're just meeting somebody and you've heard a whole bunch of, like, shit about them from people that you have built up trust about, like, from, you get to choose whether or not you want to get to know that person on your own and decide whether or not you want to give them trust. You get to choose. It's up to you to create your own boundaries for trust. Sometimes we have, we have an, not sometimes, we flat out have a beautiful gift of intuition the thing about intuition is it relies on us trusting ourselves. So if I meet someone, like there are times where, you know, like there are times where I meet someone and it's like, just like an automatic, I'm telling this person all the things like, you know, they're telling me their life story and we're having a good time. And it's just like this, like automatic trust in another person. They didn't have to do anything, but simply be them be them and I mean in a way that's doing something because they're being them they are vulnerable and I am vulnerable and so there is a mutual trust just in our pure ability to wholly feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with one another and it's not that anyone like specifically did anything like hey my intention is to be trusted by you so this is who I like it's not like sometimes it's not a full conscious thing it's just like energy someone gives off an energy that just feels like home 
and we can just be exactly who we are and vice versa and the trust is given and intuition just allowed it to happen and then there are some people where we come into contact with them and it's just like something the vibe is off something doesn't feel right you know whatever and then you know we get to choose like if we if we're like oh even even if let's say like i haven't been in the situation but like i can see it happening where you know you're given a you go to the doctor the doctor gives you like a therapist recommendation um and have like you know you go to the dentist and you're referred to an endodontist you're like whatever like it happens right and so you're referred to a person from someone else that you trust or whatever you get into that situation and then you walk into the room, just something feels off. You talk, start talking to the person, something feels off. And even though, yeah, like it's a medical thing. It's a, it's a, a professional situation, right? Like you're like, technically you're supposed to just like take this doctor that was your reference or whatever because your insurance is paying for it and da 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 but if you don't feel comfortable there's probably a reason why we got to trust that intuition trust trust allows us to not be afraid not be worried so if we're sitting there and we're like Something feels off. Where is that off feeling coming from? I don't quite know. But you know what? Like, hey, I'm not liking the vibe here. I'm going to stand in my authority and my own confidence and say, you know what? I don't think you're the one for me. And peace out, Cub Scout, and make a move. And go to find where we feel comfortable. Where we're truly allowed to be vulnerable. Where we can trust ourselves and the people around us where worry doesn't have a place yeah all right that's what i got for you today i hope you have a glorious rest of your day and of course if you go to www.abubbly.life you can check out all the different courses um depending on how you're signed into the website uh, you might have to click view all courses to see everything that's available a lot of times the, the site will only show you what you've already like enrolled in or um what's the last thing you clicked. So make sure that if you're looking for things like activation sessions or divination sessions and all of that, that you are in the right space for that. Thank you for liking. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. I love you so much. Mwah! Thank you for listening to Combos for a Bubbly Life. I invite you to subscribe, comment, and of course, follow the link in the description of this video to tap into more ways for you to live a bubbly life. Love you. Thank you.